Ready? gonna drink some tea hello <laughs> i take a green tea i take a whiskey drink i take a cucumber water drink and then a drink like you come is that cucumber water it was now it's just water with some meal in it <laughs> there was cucumber? i reuse bottles all the time oh, oh i see i see oh 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 oh, oh with mio yeah squeeze squeeze okay cool all right that's the stuff you add to it i was like i thought you said meal I was like, like we're like zucchini or or us or, or, or cucumber meal. I wish I had, wish I had that kind of moxie for that. Just to use my bl- my blender to mix vegetables into <laughs> a, a slurry you and drink it. it after the gym. Well, welcome to Rhythm and Pixels. We are a video game music podcast. The voice that you're hearing is me, Rob Nichols, and I'm just contemplating ways to drink my dinner. And every <laughs> yes, that's what you do every week. But we also every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. I'm at the top of this episode. I want to say a few things. This is a live recorded episode. We record um, one episode a month, um, every month, every month for our Patreon members. Uh, Patreon members at all levels, uh, you get access to this live stream. We usually record on Thursday nights. Um, also on the Patreon, which is Patreon.com/slash Rhythm and Pixels, you get cool stuff like there's prequel episodes, there's additional content, there's mugs, T-shirts, there's stickers. Um, there's a bunch of cool stuff, so if you want, if you're interested in some podcast things, go check that out. Patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. Really wish we had a, a, we need to get an artist on tap to do some like random like artwork for the show. Too. Yeah, we should, cool. yeah, I should probably reach out to some people and just like, be like, money! <laughs> do something cool. Um, also, I want to say that uh, June 25th, which is a Saturday, at Too Many Games, um, at, at this year, June 25th at Too Many Games in the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in, um, not in Philadelphia, Where's it, what's it called? Oaks, Pennsylvania. Oaks, Pennsylvania. Um, it's, it's an awesome, awesome convention. It's actually one of the cooler, like, small small style, like, retro game conventions that you'll find with lots of musicians, a huge arcade, lots of cool vendors. But on Saturday, June 25th, you will see me and Purnell at 6.30 doing the show there. And we haven't decided yet. We're still trying to confirm if that's the goal, but... We're no, no, it's the goal. We're going there. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's just like down the road. I'm not talking about that. You Are you in? It. I don't know. I got I to check with my schedule. I got a thing. I got I to gotta see my secretary about this. I'm going to send Christy. <laughs> <laughs> and the dog. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to Rhythm of Pickles. I'm Rob Nichols, and I'm Christy. Woof, woof. Um, uh, no, I'm just saying like uh, that I need to – I'm saying we might do the our com, our contribution to the Masters of EGM yeah. at the convention. I want to reach out to Bedroth or whoever was organizing some of that, whatever whatever they're doing or whatever they're organizing, being like, hey, it's going to be the end of the month, which means it might be July. <laughs> well, but it'll be a live show. Like, that's cool, right? Well, if it's anything like it was the one time where we couldn't record it, it'll be great because that was surprisingly like – Active. Oh, that was a great panel that we never got recorded. No, no, no. My, my goal, Mike. I'm gonna be. It's gonna be my my goal. Like my one goal to get it recorded and also to make a good show. So yeah, it's gonna be a live podcast recording, more of like a live show with you know me and Brunel making more, more jokey than podcast presenty mm-hmm. and um, some uh, audience interaction. If you love audience interaction 
and um, you know networking synergies between um, the the commerce of video game production and resellers than come to too many games or loud giant. Yeah, I'm I, there. I, I don't. I haven't looked at their band lineup. I th- I'm assuming Lame Genie will be there. They're they're generally there every year. It would be awesome if they were able to show up. They surprised us last time. It was like, oh my god, hey guys, yeah, front row. They were like, hey, we're <laughs> here. So yeah, come check it out. Saturday, June 25th, 6:30, 7:30. Too many games at Oaks, Pennsylvania. Check it out, which is just out just outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. So go check it. I don't know what room we're going to be in. Their rooms are they, well. They set that all up anyway. So all the all those panel rooms, they look like they feel like like um, classrooms. Classrooms. They feel like classrooms. I feel like you when you walk into the place, it feels like a school. Like it feels like an old style school with the, with, the, with the classrooms with like the uh, with the, Bimani in a room. The bra the, the brick walls, but then all of a sudden it opens up to this huge vendor hall and yeah, and a huge um, arcade with like Bimani and stuff going on. And that's what I'm all about. Yeah, and, and then like a couple and, stages. And, and as Martyrus says, or Martyrus says, and Concrud, and that is true. So although too many games is because it's smaller has less opportunity. No, it's still Concrud. Don't don't even <laughs> sugarcoat it. Well, I've never gotten sick of that. I've gotten sick at every other convention I've been to. But TMG. But TMG. But probably because I'm not there that long. That's why then. Yeah. Usually Concrud kicks in the most if you stay overnight. Yeah. Because if you're sleeping in like a, a general space to share with other like, con-goers. <laughs> when you're sleeping, your guard's down. Your guard is down. <laughs> the viruses kick in. That's when it slips they in s- through. They have yeah. their going on their stealth missions. It comes in through your ears. Oh, yeah. Mm. For sure. But yeah, like if you're just there and you're also not playing a lot of the arcade games or whatever, it's probably easier to avoid it. But typically, if you're touching things or you're staying around overnight, yeah, you're going to go home. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be out of the Street Fighter cabinets. Um Probably wearing 15 masks and Purelling after every after every match. So <laughs> pure, yeah. I'll be I'll be attacking the germs with extreme prejudice. <laughs> All right. So yeah, those are the two big things going on. Um, I made a lot of big updates to the radio stream, YouTube.com/slash/RhythmAndPixels. Um, I added a lot, a, a ton of more music. I added so much Game Boy music. Ooh. I added about 20 Neo Geo Pocket Color game titles. Uh-oh. Um, and then I also added about... Hopefully one of them was Biomotor Unitron, which I actually was playing last week. Uh, probably. Um, unless I, 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 probably, I probably have it as the Japanese name, whatever that is. And then I added about 20 more um, Super Famicom titles. And I did that by going to the Legacy Music Hour website <laughs> and looking at the games that they've had on their last like 20 shows mm-hmm. and then just getting those soundtracks. Because <laughs> they got great taste in music. Uh-huh. And so that's cool. And I did a lot of um, updates to the backgrounds and all that stuff. And I've squashed a bunch of the uh, the spam bots. Oh, I got one random thing I can point out. What's it's, that? It's very random. I actually officially made my first successful uh, Simpsons meme on the internet. I saw that. Yeah, it's funny. Like you know, it's a good meme when other people are stealing it and not giving you credit for it and sharing it with their friends. Just <laughs> put like a watermark on there. Like Matt Greening featuring Cornell. Because <laughs> I didn't even do anything special. It was just like related to Top Gun. Because, you know, the new movie came out and my brother was talking about it. And I said, I don't need to go see that movie. The NES game did enough trauma to me on its own right. <laughs> and then I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, yeah. So I did like a little image where like uh, Homer Simpson saying, I can't. Like, the guy was like, so what are you? what is your skill set? What are you capable of? And Homer's like, I'm, I can. Uh, what do you say? Oh, I can land the I can land the plane in the Top Gun NES game. He's like, no, you can't. No one can do that. No one can do that. Because no one can do that. And 
it was interesting to watch all the people react to it because a lot of people laughed and were saying like, oh yeah, man, I totally know how you feel about that. I could never land it. Then you get the guy that's like, it's the easiest thing ever. You guys are lame. Well, it's like it tells you to do one thing, but the reality is you have to do something else. And so as a kid, you're like, oh, it says pull up, pull up. You don't pull up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you do like something. You have to pay attention to something else. Um, I think I did it one time, got to the second stage, and immediately got blown up. Yeah, for me, that's what it was. Like, I, I got through it once or twice, but then on the next level, you have to do a midair pull on pl plane, plane refueling. Yeah, that's what it is. And yeah. I failed at that. Yeah, you'll <laughs> fail at that. And then um, it's it's like playing Superman 64. If you can finally get through the first stage, you're failing the second stage. <laughs> you're not going to get through you're it. Not, you're not going to make it. Yeah, that's right. I referenced Superman 64. And the thing about it is, like, people were like, yeah, well, back then you really had to read manuals. And in some cases, that was 100% true. Yes. I love how I said in some cases it's 100% because well, that but, makes sense. But the problem was, is, is back in those days, like, I didn't buy, I don't think I bought any games. I just rented everything. And when you rented games. They used to have that insert, like, stuck oh, on the case. No, I never. I, yeah, sometimes, sometimes. I'd say, like, 99% of the time there was no instructions, no manual. I had no clue what was going on. So, Star Tropics, no goo. Yeah, uh, Dick Tracy, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, like you need, like, uh, all of those adventure games. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to figure out. Um, yeah, Star Tropics, you need it. Because there's a... Uh, yeah, they use the puzzle where you dunk the manual page in water. Yeah, we yeah, we had like copyright protection, like like old school PC adventure game copyright protection in Star Tropics. Yep, it Whose worked, idea though. was that? Because I had to go to the internet as an adult to learn what the secret was because I had no manual either. <laughs> so I was like, well, fun times there, game. But All right, so our, our topic, we need to get into the topic because I was confused. I think everyone we was We talked confused. about it again last week, and then I was confused again. Like, I'll, I'll fall on the sword on this one. <laughs> I feel like this is the first... This is well, probably, I don't even know what I'm naming the episode. <laughs> this is the lowest turnout we've ever had for topic suggestion, I'm and saying. I genuinely think it was because I went a little too hard on the weirdness of the topic, and people were like, what the heck do you want from us? Modern mascots? Modern mascots. It's like the idea of saying... Uh, back in say the 16-bit era and even the early 32-bit era, mascots were all the rage. It was the idea of saying like, "Hey, you sell your product by having a cool rodent with shades, or a plumber who could stump, or a bandicoot oh, that could spin." Oh, you're talking about Mario. He could have been. So, but the idea is that I'm not talking about Mario now because even though he is very much still a mascot. Over the last like couple decades or so, the idea of the mascot has kind of dried up. You don't hear about that much anymore. So yeah. I was saying. Um, modern day games, like PS3 up, I would guess even. I love how I said PS3, like, just, like I was ignoring the other like console, what, but you know what I mean. What, what would you consider to be a mascot or deserving of being a mascot? What game character? Okay, so mine's a little different. But anyway, the, the game characters of modern games, what would be their mascot today? Or not even what would be their mascot. Like, for example, I don't think I'm going to pick the track unless <laughs> you choose to. Every time I say something, you're like, well, no, not really. Well, not really. <laughs> no, well, it's just that maybe it's just the way you're, you're nailing, you're stating. I'm like, no, I don't want you to go down that path. So, give you an example, a track that I end up picking to fill the show, but I don't think I want to have to choose it. But you could choose it because I think you'd believe, you'd agree with it, is um, Enter the Gungeon. It's a franchise at this point. There's an enter the gungeon. There's an exit the gungeon. Oh, they're, they're without a doubt the mascot of Devolver. They are. They are. Yeah, but then the question becomes, if I were to say that game, who do you think deserves mascot status in that game? Because I already know who I chose. Oh, the, uh, of those characters? Yes. Uh, the Bullet Man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bullet Coon. He is the mascot for enter the gungeon and very well could be the mascot or a mascot for Devolver Studios as a whole. But 
they don't use mascots. They're just, hey, we're Devolver, buy our stuff. But if this was the 90s, Bullet Coon would be on everything. Yeah. He'd be headbutting walls and blowing them up because he's a bullet. You know, that's what he would do. But anyway, the point is, characters in modern games that are deserving of mascot status, whether it be for a series, for a company, for a console, if you want to get wild. I picked all classic stuff. Well, this will be a trip, and I'm curious to see what you pulled. I'll, I'll just I'll just start with mine. <laughs> I'll just start with mine. Okay, so my first track, um, Electronic Arts, which is actually funny. This actually all came around. Okay, so for my first track, this is yeah, this is 32 dash. No, this is 32 dash one. You start. You start, man. 30, 33 dash one. That's right. I'm the odd duck baby. You start. I'm not going to make that mistake again. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with one of the submissions that our one of our listeners submitted mm-hmm. in this case because. When I saw it, actually, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, this is obvious. I agree 100% before even reading the description. Um, this came from Stephen Miller, um, and the character is Nagato. It's the Nagato theme from the game Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair, composed by Masafumi Takeda and Satoshi Iwase. Welcome back. You're listening to the track titled Trapped by the Ocean Scent, a.k.a. Nagito's theme from the game Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair, released originally on the PlayStation Vita, but then on a number of other consoles. Um, composed by Masafumi Takeda and Satoshi Iwase. Nope, just Masafumi Takeda. It was just him? Yep, I because uh, I didn't realize this was part two. Oh. <laughs> and um, I didn't know the full name of the song, so now we know. <laughs> Problem sizzle. <laughs> yeah. So let's read the testimonial and then I'll ramble because, yeah, when Stephen Miller sent this suggestion, I immediately was like, yep, I like it. I'm good with it. Um, 
Spike Chunsoft is known to most as the developer of the Danganronpa series, and if there was a face of that game series, and heck, a, the face of the studio, it literally cannot be anyone else other than Nagito Komeda. If you know him at all, this is self-explanatory, but no other character encapsulates the absolute emotional highs and lows of this series. Dangerously obsessed with hope, driven to the depths of despair, cruel, ruthless, and absolutely insane, no one is more Danganronpa than Nagito. This discordant tune of industrial noises, bizarre instrumentation, seemingly absent rhythm, and, to top it off, a strange background keening that you almost don't notice is the perfect song to show the face and vibe of this entire series. Yes, he is 100% correct about that, because that dude is back crap crazy, and that is true even before you learn the spoiler twist of the game. Um, he's a, he's a whack dude, whack a dude, man. Uh, but... <laughs> I've actually been very much into Danganronpa again because of Stephen Miller's suggestion. I hadn't played it prior to this, but um, was it Danganronpa uh, Ultra Despair Girls, which was a random third-person shooter that they put out between Danganronpa 2 and V3. Mm -hmm. And I never ended up playing it because despite buying it, I personally was more about the whole you know mystery solving and quote-unquote courtroom drama. That the games are known for. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't really get into it despite buying it. But apparently Nagito was in that game, and he played a major role in it, too. Oh, so cool. he is one of, well, I guess there's other characters that were in more than one game. But that would be a spoiler, too, to tell you what they were. Um, <laughs> but essentially, I was surprised to realize that Nagito ended up being in that game. So, And he plays a prominent role in it. So essentially, he's a big-time guy across the series. And just by virtue of the type of character he is and what he puts out, like Stephen Miller says, mm -hmm. yeah, he, him and his little wacky swirly eye thing totally deserves mascot status. I am on board with this suggestion. Oh, I like that. 100%. So, so you, get what we're, you get what we're talking about now with this. Like this, this is like a guy who is not a mascot in any way, shape, or form, but he should be. But he should be. He should be. I like that. I like that. Because... He wasn't. He wasn't designed to be like the cover of the game. He was just, just. He's like Kefka. Yeah. You know, Kefka's like made to be the made to be the the, the bad guy, the, the the baddie. Yeah, Mog's on the cover, but, but Kefka's the guy you know. Yeah, that's the one you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. And what was it? What's the cover on Dog and Robot Two? Like that, the freaking pink bear Monomi or something. She's not the. This she's is a not world the character. I know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> the Danganronpa world, I, I don't know. Any, yeah, I love Steve Bilsa. Everything is canon until... The funny thing is you say that, but everything is canon until it isn't, which then it is still canon. It, it plays on Kingdom Hearts rules where everything is canon. Kingdom Hearts was like... Did they, you, they added way too much to that. I'm going <laughs> to ask to the chat if Steven Miller Building played Danganronpa V3 because I need to know if he did because I need to know where he's coming from on this statement because it's very important. So it's not the third game. It's like the third version. I can't say. Anything I say is a spoiler, but uh, it's just called you know Dog and V3. I remember, I remember you met up with Katie. Yes. At one of those conventions that we went to, and you were, you and her were just talking about this thing like crazy, and I overheard some things. of like, this is this, and this is that, and I think I know. I think I know. I think I know. But is it, though? Oh, come on. I'll, 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 I'll talk about it on the okay. break, but I don't want to say it on the show. <laughs> there are still questions. <laughs> I'll say it on the break between uh, on the next track, right. but I don't want to say God, it on yes, the God, yes, he did record. play V3, so there you go. Yeah. All right. 
Okay, so here's mine. Are you ready? Ready uh-huh. for this pronoun? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. What you pick me? Electronic Arts. Okay. They've made a ton of games. They're still making games, uh-huh. right? Electronic Arts. Um, it's in the game. Exactly. Sports games were their were their bread and butter. It's, it's still it's still a big part of who they are. Okay. But maybe someone who was once the mascot of EA could still be the mascot today, and that is John Madden. <laughs> The late John Madden. So yeah. I'm saying a holographic version of like the John Madden in his 40s. And honestly, you're not too far off the mark because what I've been hearing, there you are. You know, you're it, and that's and that's what I realized after I I figured all this out was like, oh my god, their next Madden NFL game is gonna have a young John Madden on the cover. They're probably gonna. I would not be surprised if they pull like a Stan Lee on this, where he's just like he just they're just cameoing there. him in games. He's like. To take like snippets of his voice was like, I mean, play a game of football. John Madden did so much to for the popularity of the sport of football. I mean, because he was involved for so so long and was such a personality, and was also involved in the creation of these games to to make it popular amongst video game players to make a game that simulated the actual rules of football. I think he deserves to be the EA mascot overall. Like if there was for the sports line. No, just overall. I don't care what overall. game they're making. <laughs> yeah, what other games? A first-person shooter. You got John Madden, like perfectly good game of gunball. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I saw the cover. He's like just breaking through, like like the the glass or the or the paper with you know? a military helmet. And he's got oh, he still has the football, but he's got like a rifle. John you know? Madden goes to the army. <laughs> Like he becomes like the next Ernest. Ernest goes to camp. Madden goes to summer camp. <laughs> but I also love the idea of like a holographic John Madden. Like he go to like EA like events and there's new games coming out at E3 or something. And, and he's the one announcing them. And he's like, hello, everybody. Ready for a game of football. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, John. That's right, John. Okay, so we're going to listen to the title music from John Madden Football 1992. That's right, 30 years ago by Michael Bartlow. <laughs> for the sake of Genesis.
You are really caught up in these John Maddenisms. I love that. That was the title theme from John Madden Football 1992 for the Sega Genesis, composed by Michael Bartlow. Bartlow. That's a good song. It's, it's a, this, this is very close to being a stank face jam. So we have um, Mutant League John Madden Football. We have John Madden Blitzball. John Madden Combat Football. John John Madden Blood Bowl. I like that one. (laughs) Uh, Cyber John Madden Football. Cyber John Madden Wars. Uh, VR John Madden Football. I think that would work pretty well. Uh, (laughs) John Madden's Hang Time you put on here. Yeah, John Madden Hit the Ice. John Madden's Kaiju Football. (laughs) John Madden's State of Sports. John Madden Football of the Undead. Of the Undead. John Madden Golf with Friends. (laughs) (laughs) I'd play that. I would play that. 100%. So I'm telling you, you could put him on anything, and he just makes it that much more exciting. He has he 20% doesn't... more charisma. Even if he's just like on the boot-up screen. You just boot up the game, and he's like, boom, bam, it's in the game. <laughs> like uh, You're already in. You're already in. Uh, yeah, bam, Gears of War. It's in the game. Christ. <laughs> Gears of John Madden is in the game. John Madden, Gears of War, EA Sports. Right, this is probably the best thing on this episode right here. EA Sports, John Madden is in the game. <laughs> He's in the game. Jeez, man. That's the alt. That, that, thank you, Mike Myers. That, I, I seriously feel like now I'm picturing like the, some random EA employee listening to this episode going, Hey, EA executives, you remember that new mascot you were looking for? Well, listen to this. It just is, like pops it off. John Madden, Skate or Die. Die, 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 die. Uh, I think John Madden is in the game is probably like the height of the heightening. Like that's, <laughs> that's the apex. The We've reached it. We've reached it. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I mean, I, I love classic sports games because they had they were they were so much more simple. Pick a team. You got three buttons on the Genesis. Wish I could agree with you because back in the day, well, my had- brothers would play it and my brother's friends would play it. And I'll be all hanging out with him, being a younger nerd brother, uh, wanting to have fun with my, my my brother and his friends. But I just couldn't stomach dealing with choosing a play, initiating the play, going through it over and over again for 10 minutes. Like, it wasn't fun. I wanted to play Shadow Dancer. I know. I was more into the action games, too. But, like, I also had the, um, the advantage of where my brother loved these games, but he didn't have a friend group that played them all the time. So he never got good enough to, like, beat me all the time. I mean, sure, he, he, <laughs> John Madden Skitchin. Have <laughs> a good game of Skitchin. Don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> this is dangerous. Don't try this at home. <laughs> it's in the game. It's in the game, though. <laughs> oh, jeez. I love Golf with Friends starring John Madden. <laughs> Golf <laughs> with John Madden. <laughs> I'd take that and combine it with freaking Lee Carvello. We sports John Madden style. Man, hey, that would work. Yeah, John Madden style. I recommend Feather Touch! <laughs> Dance Dance Revolution, John Madden Mix. Nah, that would just be like, I don't know how that would even work. Just be a bunch of like like football. As you know, it would just be a bunch of tracks that have played at the beginning of football games. Well, you, you, know, halftime shows. you know how you go to an arcade and they have those basketball games where like you just, it's like a free throw. You just shoot, you shoot to, how many baskets you, you, you have can. to dance while you throw the football? Well, no, imagine that, but it's the reverse where it's constantly throwing footballs at you and oh. you have to catch them. Oh, that would be fun though. Yeah, but it's like it's I'm not, sure they get sued very <laughs> fast, but yeah, I know. <laughs> someone would be calling a lawsuit. Some five-year-old would get on the game because their parent wasn't watching them. Bam, bam, bam. This kid's covered in footballs. Paramedics like, show up. It's like one of those Who let this kid play with John Madden? 
<laughs> there's a and there's the holographic John Madden just chucking footballs at you. <laughs> Pick it up, kid. Pick All up right. the pace. I'm clearly gonna just keep milking this joke. What is your? It's, it's a uh, good joke. Next, it's an okay joke. <laughs> What's your next track? Well, I'm gonna be blunt. This is my mascot. I don't know why I thought this was a good mascot, but it felt like the mascot of the modern age. Right. I've, I've been really on this kick of games that need to appeal to working class adults. Mm. Um, so this comes from the game Daddish on the Nintendo Switch. This is the theme for the Fifth World Castello Fortress and is composed by Thomas K. Young. is a radish now. <laughs> Tadish is a radish. <laughs> John Madden. Christ, John no. Maddish. No, you're not going to infect my boy John Dadish Maddish. with John Madden. Maddish. He's not John Maddish. This is <laughs> Dadish. Madden now um, from the game. This is World 5 Castello Fortress from the game Dadish on the Nintendo Switch and mobile composed by Thomas K. Young. <clears throat> so That's a good track. This, this, this has got some escape vibes all over it. Oh, yeah. Real chill. Dadish is my baby. This is so, nice. That is your dad. No, he's not my dad. He's my friend. So (laughs) the idea to me, like I was thinking about like the idea of like mascot (laughs) characters. And for some reason, the idea of daddish hit immediately for me because, well, the guy's name is Thomas Young. He has his own, like he develops his own like little games. He's Mm. done more games than daddish, mind you. Mm. But daddish is about to get its third game because it's apparently that popular. People like daddish. And... To me, he is one of the few game characters that I can relate to, despite being me. So, the premise of Daddish is that he's just a working class vegetable whose kids don't <laughs> know how to stay in the darn house. Love it. So they leave to go to five different worlds 
hanging out in dangerous places, <laughs> and the dad just has to go and get his kids and bring them home. He doesn't want to be out here doing this work. He doesn't want to deal with any of this. He's got to go to work. He's got to go to work to save his youngins. That's funny. And then when he finds them, he's like, oh, I just jumped through buzz saws and evil plants and the like. And the kid's like, I've been out here eating candy. What, you, what took you so long, Dad? It's like, because at the end of every level, he has a short conversation with the kid he finds. And it's like this really funny punchline that, that the character guy wrote for them. And I honestly enjoy all the conversations that they have. But it's just this thought where I'm like, this dad should be really mad at these kids. <laughs> but he shows up with this cool head. He's like, that's just what children do, man. I understand. But come on. Come on home with me. When you get to the end of the game, oh. he hops across the map and all of his kids are following him. Oh. And you get to boss battles at the end of each world. And he's like, look, I'm just looking for my kid. And the guy's like, you invaded my sanctum. He's like, well, I didn't want to. I'm just here looking for my kids. <laughs> just you, have you seen a have you way. seen a childish running around? Which, by the way, I loved that when childish. I called that. A childish. That's cute. Have you seen a child? He doesn't say that, but it clicked for me. Like, daddish and childish. Childish, yeah. He's like, have you seen one of my kids running around? He's like, yeah, I'm going to kill you. He's like, well, this is stupid. Well, he has to fight. <laughs> he has to fight like giant and like, like food things, like a giant thing of French fries, a giant burger, a giant ice cream cone, a giant bottle of soda. It's just this weird thing. But I adore it, and I love Daddish, and I want him on merchandise. I would buy a Daddish plush today. If Thomas Young was listening to this, I would buy Daddish merchandise. Give me all the kids. Let, let those um those is indie vendors at the cons that we're about to go to let them know you yeah. want you want Daddish merch. Give me the Daddish. I'm give me, saying. Give me the radish. Give me the rat. No, give me the Daddish. Give me the radish. Give me the radish. It's just and the thing is like it's such a simple game too. Like it's a simple platform where you can jump and you can double jump. That's it. There is are it, no special it, abilities. It's one of those like like precision platformers where there's like spikes everywhere and no, things like no, that. no, no, no. There are spikes, yeah, but it's not a precision platformer. Like it's meant to be, you know, played through with minimal difficulty. There's parts where you're like, gotta get this jump just right because you want to succeed. Mm. But there's nothing like your thing, like Celeste and like Meat Boy and all that. Yeah, there's nothing about, like it's that. So it's not that I want to be the daddish. No, no, it's not. I want to be the daddish. <laughs> it's more like it's more like I'm the retiredish. <laughs> Got it. That, that makes sense to me. Um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Mar- uh. uh so Martyrus says that he's getting hungry. Martyrus. Martyrus. <laughs> he's got two identities on this show. Um, <laughs> it's getting to be dinner time. I said I wanted maybe fan. Kristen says or said that game fan a fan gamer might have something. I have to look into that. Maybe they do. But the thing is, like Daddish, I don't know how prominent it is. Mm. I just know that the people who've come across it have loved it. But I need to see. If there's like, well, it's enough for books. the for a single person developer, developer, or at least like a single person like driving the development, um, made three in the series. He could be doing anything else, and he's like, I'm gonna make another game in the Daddish world. That's right, the granddad. Now he's talking to a really cute tomato, Aww. and he's he's like hanging out with. Like he's like, now he's got a burger with sneakers that he rides on. He's gotta be careful, or he's gonna end up in Panic Kitchen and then go on to the the, the Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> the Gordon Gordon Ramsay. Are you talking about Panic Restaurant? Yeah, Panic Restaurant. Or, oh, that was or a wild game. I love Sally Princess Tomato and the Salad Kingdom. But he would be happy there, though. He would be happy there. They'd be treated like royalty there. Probably Him and not all his kids. so happy in the Panic not, Restaurant. Not world. Panic Restaurant. No, no um, Chef Man with the Frying Pan might get that man. Well, admittedly, he could team up with the Frying Pan Man. No. It because he's a eyes. good vegetable. The other vegetables were evil. Are the kids? No! Him and the kids could team up with the chef to stop the other evil vegetables. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And there were, and it wasn't like, it, uh, I, what I appreciated about Panic Restaurant and what made it 
the perfect game for now. <laughs> oh boy, here's something. Well, no, they didn't demonize any one food. They didn't demonize like it wasn't for like oh it's for kids so let's demonize vegetables. Kids oh, eat vegetables. The evil broccoli army. The evil broccoli. No, it wasn't. It was just like you know just whatever. It was like meats and cheeses and milk and stupid and stuff. And egg. Yeah, it yeah. was a bunch of vegetables. Carrots. I remember carrots were prominent. Yeah, because it's, it's fun to put eyes on a carrot. Who hasn't put eyes on their carrots? Eyes shifty. <laughs> this carrot with the shifty eyes. <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna go with um, a next one. You're gonna pick. Um, I'm gonna pick one from another one from Stephen Miller. Okay. Um, he picked for us the main menu from Mass Effect, composed by Jack Wall and Sam Hewlett. When I saw this, I was like, "Oh yeah, absolutely. This this makes a whole lot of sense." Mm-hmm. Uh, Mass Effect is a, a big, big game, a seminal game for a lot of people. So, Mass Effect. May Menu by Jack Wall and Sam Hillick. I would say that should be the darn name of the episode <laughs> because we made so many references. The John to Madden it. effect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the heck are you guys talking about? Like that's not even a theme. <laughs> but Rob made so many jokes about it that it's just the name of the episode now. All right, we're listening to this the theme song. <laughs> this is my favorite football on the Citadel. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Miller. Oh, Fangamer does have Spirit Fair. I'm leaving all this in. This is the most this is the least professional episode that we're doing. Um this is the main menu music from Mass Effect, composed by Jack Wall and Sam Hulick. I played through maybe half of Mass Effect. Um, I don't. I don't know. Mass Effect is one of those games I wanted to start. Yeah. But similar to how people won't start One Piece, I didn't start there's Mass Effect there's because a there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. I really enjoy what I played through. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, but, but then the biggest thing was like, and I mean, people can say what they want. Cause I don't have a, I don't have a personal take on it. But I remember the ending of the third game was extremely divisive. Oh well, yeah, if you and end, you end such a big game, like I was, I was like not surprised by uh, everyone's gonna have thoughts, right? But that's the thing, like it's kind of like how uh, Game of Thrones was, where like eventually, I what I learned how to get that Game of Thrones was a big <laughs> deal. I was like, well, I'll just wait till the show's over, and then I won't have to worry about waiting for the next episode like everyone else. And then when the show ended, everybody and their mom hated it. 
So then I was like, do I want to get started on this thing so I can join the hate parade with everyone else, or should I just chalk it up for something I never had to start watching? Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to go on anything called the hate parade. <laughs> well, it, it is because is, everyone my, hated the ending. That is my early 2000s rap, rack met, rap, rap rock metal band. <laughs> hate parade. Hate parade. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> so um, Mass Effect, uh, Stephen Miller, he writes to us, gives us a little context here. While the Xbox 360 never got an official mascot, although they did try with Cameo, and although this game eventually came to other consoles and the PC, for a while it was the only place to play Mass Effect. Upon booting the game, you are faced with this haunting, echoing synth line over ambient background sounds, which I'm, I'm really enjoying. Uh, to this day, I am still unsure why this song gives me the chills. Still did when I looked it up but I don't think there is a better representation of the potential and possibilities of this newly minted at the time uh, console and game series. Something just clicked for me, so, by the way. So Xbox, Mass Effect. Like, just the the, the, the mass, the actual Mass Effect. Well, this, this, it's something clicked for me. So, I guess Shepard, Shepard would be. So Martyrus said this sounds like diving music, and you agree. Yeah, yeah, diving but, in the ocean. But then this, it clicked for me. There's a game called Breathage. Breath Edge, Breath I want edge. to say. Where Ooh. you're a guy marooned in space with an explosive chicken. Um, <laughs> and you're trying to <laughs> like basically where, escape. Where, where's the Purnell angle? <laughs> There's the angle. Explosive chicken. Uh, and it's like it's one of those survival type games akin to like uh, like Subnautica and all okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but as you're floating through space, trying to like, you know, find resources and then take them back to the hub, the music sounds a lot like this. Oh. And it's really, yeah, it feels it. good to listen to. Like, yeah. I was got, I was actually about to say I wouldn't bump it in my radio on my radio, but actually quite the contrary. Under the right circumstances, I would absolutely blast this in my car or like lying down in my room at night. I I would I don't think I would drive to it because oh, sweet. it's a little too relaxing. I don't listen to all like, after a frustrating day at work. Yeah, maybe maybe, but it definitely with headphones though. This is headphones music. I think so. Oh, 100%. Because I feel like it kind of washes over you. So maybe in the car. Yeah, but in the car. Cause, cause I'm driving home from work. It was yeah, a rough day. Windows, I need to come down Windows from up. And then so you can turn this really loudly and just kind of washes no, over No, I want you. everyone to hear. I want everyone to hear me relax. <laughs> I want everyone to know I am relaxing. Um, all right, so there's a, um, a Netflix show I was watching about competitive free diving. Do you know what free diving is? Isn't that when you just jump off the board, you're like, blah, 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 and you hit the water and you're like 10? No, no, no. It's, it's not diving. Like That's not like diving in the uh, into the water. It's being in the water and diving as far as you can go with no with no help. Mm. Like with no oxygen. That sounds like that sounds like up there with like diving, not like spelunking or what the heck is the word I'm looking for? It may be spelunking. Yeah, like it's kind of like, yeah. caving or whatever. In which case, people can have it. I don't want it. It's because I, I had that very chat. Like the idea that I'm going to take myself yeah. and dive into a place that technically we shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. We don't have gills. I know it's it is it is terrifying to watch. There's actually like a I think it's in South Africa. There's like this tribe where like they still like they still fish for food by hand underwater and they've been doing it for so long that the people have actually have this increased lung capacity that no one else in the world has Dude, that's amazing they and pretty so, much like, evolved they with ev it. like they kind of evolved with it but the the actual sp I didn't realize it was a sport they keep it I thought it was like a world record thing but what they do is they, they drop a line um, they mark the depth right mm -hmm. and there's a card 
They have to go down. Has anyone ever died doing this? Pl- it sounds like someone would. Lots of times. So what they do is they dive down, and to prove that they got to the bottom, they have to get the card, and then they have to come back up. But they can't go too fast. Otherwise, the brains the will pressure. explode. Yeah. So they have to get to the top. Then once they get to the top, they have to hold the card up. They have to give a thumbs up, and they have to be conscious for like a minute. <laughs> they have to not die. Because watching this thing, so many people, they get up, they give the thumbs up, and they pass out. Yeah, and then and then that's. Want to know get, why they pass out? Because they shouldn't be doing it. It is <laughs> it just, is terrifying. But at the same time, when I was um, younger, like uh, like before when I was a softball, old, well, I, my favorite thing to do in the pool, my neighbors had a pool, and so it was like we used to just go over there and just use it. Mm-hmm. We were like that was like the coolest, like that was the most fortunate thing in the world. But we used to just go over there, we get in the pool. My mom would be there watching me, but I would let all the air out of my lungs, and I would sit at the bottom of the pool for as long as I possibly could. Well, I can see that because it's a controlled environment, too. Yeah, exactly. But like I, every day that I did it, I'd see how much longer I could do it. I got to stay down there for a pretty long time. So it's like, oh, if people I love how I love how you do this. intentionally did that, whereas I unintentionally fell to the bottom of pools and <laughs> had, to, had to drag myself out because I can't swim. Still. Oh, man. You know how rough it is to tell grown women... You can't swim. People look at you like you're crazy now. You should like, go for it. You should. How? Adults. You, know, you go to the pool with these like five-year-olds. They're looking at you like, Mr. Poirier, you were a terrible swimmer. No. Why are y- you here? YMCA has adult classes. I don't know. It'd be like the one guy in there. It's an important skill to have. I, I'm, I'm going to swim in the ocean tomorrow. I know it's like 65 degrees. I'm going in anyway. What's the name of that movie where the tidal wave hits the world, uh, the America and just kills everybody? Yeah, that I, was. It's called the tidal wave that hit the world and killed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when that movie came out, whose name I'm not truly remembering, and just the premise. I was like, "Yeah, I'm not even thinking about it. Just I'm going. Yeah. I'm, I'm going because well, I can't. Uh, I, I have you're, a chance. You're getting hit with that wave. There's no, even if you can swim, that ain't helping you. Hey, <laughs> true, but they all just run towards. Like I can't outrun this thing. Now, this, the, this the, I mean, the, the, the most. I mean, the, the terrifying conclusion to that is Waterworld. Okay, that is true. It'd be helpful to swim. Yeah, I would not be able to swim. Or ride a jet ski. Well, I could ride a jet ski. I've yeah. done that terif- in a ger- terrified state. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of uh, motorized like water vehicles. But I really like canoeing and I really like paddleboarding, which is like a giant surfboard that you stand on. Wait, how would you not? How do you not like the idea of a motorized water vehicle? Because it's loud and it makes way too many waves, and you go way too fast. Okay, I can understand. Yeah. Uh, I'm I just like, thinking like it's less work for more action. I don't mind working if it's I'm out there to I'm out there to work. Come on. See, see Kristen's supportive too. She's like she's like we have swim classes for the adults at the rec center. Where I'm, I'm never gonna push you to do it. I just think it's a good idea. Maybe I'll look into it. Yeah, that could that could be my summer adventure. And it's a good exercise. Too. It learns how to not die in water. In the water, it takes your entire body to move around. So <laughs> it's good. You get your whole body moving. Low I, don't, I, I only get the no I only get the joy of calling it a Jusinkio curse. It's literally just I can't swim. I don't turn into a cool dove and I well, get it's true. Cold like water. you get to a certain point in your life, like you know, like if you never had to do it, like you're never gonna have the opportunity to like figure like to learn again. And like you're not, it's not, it's not a priority, right? Like, yep, that's true. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, so we are on to your third track. All right, so my next one is another, uh, like. I pulled one out of a rabbit hat, <laughs> and I feel like this is another case where I was like, what does Purnell want in a mascot in this day? He's a grown man. As oh, an I, old saw, man, I, I saw this. Say. I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course you did. <laughs> you, you, you don't even know what it is. Which one am I going with? You'll find out. Mm, I think I know. All right. 
This comes from the game Always Legacy. Nope, didn't know that. You didn't. I told you. <laughs> this is the Rose Castle stage theme composed by RushJet1. You're listening to Rose Castle from the game Always Legacy, composed by RushJet1. I don't know what all the systems have released on. I do know it's on PC, and I have it on the Switch. So that's all I care about, because <laughs> it's great on the Switch. Uh, but why did I pick Always Legacy? Well, the main character, Zoe, in my opinion, would make a really cool like mascot for the adult life or like the dream thought there, because... From what I remember of the Always games, there's two of them. Though they did also do like another release where they put it on like an NES cart, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. I like it when they do that. But Zoe is just a person who gets essentially essentially isekai'd into this world. And you're like, what? That's an anime-y term. Basically means you get pulled from your world into another world, like another 
fantasy world or something. And once she gets there, the never-ending storied. What? I you never watched that movie. <laughs> but I couldn't tell you. I just know that the kid rides a dragon named Falcor. Um, yeah, that's what okay. I know. Um, <laughs> but like, essentially, she—I love how I just had essentially more than times than I should have. But she wakes up. She doesn't know how she got there or why she's there. She meets an old man. He's like, "Hey, could you help us out? Like, saving the world or something?" Um, <laughs> so she ends up exploring the world, looking for like magic spells hey, and games gotta start somehow. To try to, <laughs> pretty much, like she's trying to find the way home, yeah. and ultimately stop an evil, an ancient evil in the process. Cool. And I just like the idea of just going to sleep, waking up. Holy crap! Magic place, spells. I like that. Cool like- stuff. And this is done, and then the game is kind of like an old school Castlevania style, but you can swap characters as you play, right? That's this game. Oh, no, no character swapping. Oh, no, what am you, I thinking of? You're just, uh, you, you, you basically get new spells. You can swap the spells on the fly. Oh, okay. To solve puzzles, you can upgrade the spells to do different things. And in some respects, Zoe's already kind of a mascot for Elden Pixels because I actually reviewed a game by them called Cathedral two months ago. And I was surprised that Zoe had a cameo in that game. Like, she's just running by, like, what the heck is this place? How did I get here? Like, because, again, another, she got dropped into another fantasy world. But uh, she's essentially, she's pretty much just, like, I caught myself. She's just a girl with sneakers and, like, seemingly casual It's hard, it's hard to get a word out of your head, isn't it? Like, it once, really once is. It gets stuck in there. Like, I had my old professor used to say, in this particular case, in this particular case, I listened back on my show with Ed Wilson, and I I was so embarrassed. The first five minutes, I kept saying, "But we'll get to that later." But I'll I'll, I'll talk more about that later. I'll get we'll get into this one later. <laughs> but I, I was talking nonstop for like five or ten minutes, and every time I finished a thought, I'd say, "But we'll talk more about that later." But did you get back to them later? I did because I had a lot to say. Well, that's a release. At least you put the breadcrumbs out there and then pick them up. But I said it so many times. I'm like, this is really embarrassing. <laughs> Poor break. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to interrupt you. No, yeah, I think it's funny. I I get it. I, we're on the same page there. So I'm, I'm not thinking. Uh, the game I was thinking of wasn't Alwa's Al, Al Legacy, but I only so I only know of Alwa's Al, Al Legacy because if, of the show. If I shot in the dark, were you thinking about trying? Possibly. Yes, I am. I think so. Are you just saying that to just appease the thought? Yes. <laughs> Jeez, man. Oh, my brain's like, got it, done. Try as a puzzle platformer, but it's not open world. It's just left to right, Mm -hmm. sometimes vertical, where you you get three characters eventually. If you're playing single player, you switch between them to solve puzzles. That's what it is. Yeah, you just said it. To, don't give me that look. You're like, Rob, you, you have just the, said it. You have the internet right in front of you. <laughs> you totally just said it. Just to Yes, make I, it. I know exactly. It's Trine University in Angola, Indiana. Oh, Christ. A private university. It was founded in 1884. Offers degrees in the arts and sciences. Cold-blooded. Scientists. And you can Cold. change your character as you're in class. As you, pro- as you progress through your degree. It's not that game. It's not trying. It's not trying. I'm trying, though. John Madden's trying. <laughs> John Madden's legacy. <laughs> now I'm really wondering what game you're talking about. No, though. I'll find it. I really, I really thought it was this Owl's legacy thing. Um, so like you say, we're talking about waking up in like a fantasy world, and Christy and I are watching this show on Disney called The Owl House, and it's about this little, this young teenage girl who is really obsessed with fantasy books. 
and okay. she's I, I didn't see the first episode but what happens is for she's supposed to get sent to summer camp it's essentially like accountant summer camp her parents don't want her to read fantasy anymore they want her to go and learn to be like an adult Okay. So she goes to this camp to be an accountant, but along the way she gets lost in the woods and she ends up in the fantasy world, and there's like and it's all witches and demons, and so she's training to be a witch under this um, under like this this evil like this evil witch. She's just really just out there doing her own thing, and she's played by um, the the no nonsense boss lady from Just Shoot Me, which I've never seen. Okay, I thought you went to the <laughs> I need to watch Just Shoot Me. Apparently, um, when you're done this show, watch Infinity Train. Oh, uh, Infinity Train. Yes, that's a show that I was obsessed with and marathoned in its entirety in like uh, two weeks. Infinity Train, I'm writing it down. Uh, but anyway, so that one reminds me of that because every episode is, is this, everyone's like, it's a human girl, and she's like, I'm learning magic. And it's like, she just wakes up in this fantasy world, and everything is so strange. Infinity Train. Yes, Infinity Train is a really good show. It's about a train with infinite cars, and each car in the train is its own universe. Oh, okay. I'm, out, I'm into it. Is it anime or is it? It's a cartoon. Okay, so it's it's not an anime; it's a cartoon. Okay, if it's an anime, then it's a Japanese cartoon. If you say it's a cartoon, then it's an English anime, or just anything that's not <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I really think so. All right, so I can't believe you didn't know. Just shoot me. I've heard of it. Cause I remember when it was being promoted and advertised, mm-hmm. but I never saw it. Yeah, David Spade and um, that guy who's balding, who's really funny. He's good. He played... The guy who's balding is funny. Yes, he plays um, the father of Veronica Mars. But his, his his claim to fame is that it's hilarious that he's going bald? No, that's how I remember him. <laughs> Jesus, imagine that being your thing on a resume. You go to apply for a job. So... What, is, what, is, what should I know you from? What is your act? <laughs> I go bald in every show I'm in. It's a... It's a it's like you gotta kind of have to be there. I mean, come on. I that's all. I, I mean, yeah, sure. I'm that, balding that, in that every was, show I featured. That in. wasn't his thing in the show, but it is what I remembered him because I don't remember the actor's name. He's a great actor. He just happens to be balding. I just guy. keep being typecast as the balding guy. <laughs> no, I, balding, I, I, balding. Saved by the bell. Oh, Dennis Haskins. Saved by the Madden. All right, so. Um, the so Madden my, effect. It's so my last track, right? Is so Konami has a ton of franchises they could choose from. They've got Castlevania, they've got uh, Metal Gear, right? Mm-hmm. They've got so many awesome franchises they can make as their mascot. I propose to you that because in 2012 they absorbed Hudson Soft, okay, they own Hudson and do nothing with their work. Bomberman, I said to them, but they, they do bring Super back R. Yes, they bring back Bomberman, and Bomberman becomes their new mascot. Kind of is, but it's a Hudson mask. Well, they did revive Bomberman in 2017 mm-hmm. and Super Bomberman R, and they gave the different colored Bomberman unique personalities. Excellent. So, while not quite using them as a mascot, they did give them mascot esque traits to say, "Hey, now White Bomber isn't just." Player one, he's actually the stoic leader of the team of Bombermen. And then Ryu, he's Ryu Higashi. He's fighting for his parents' life. He is sent in a way on his. I don't know who you're talking about, (laughs) but they ain't White Bomber. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so yeah, so I picked the title music from Bomberman World for the Sony PlayStation, composed by Hirano Yamamoto, because I want Bomberman to be the face of Konami. 
I'm sure, I'm pretty, I feel like a Belmont would have a beef with that. But you know, yeah, I mean, he could, yeah, sure, he could try. He could try. He could try to take my Bomberman. But Bomberman, you know what he can do? You detonate. You detonate. Blow him up. <laughs> Bombs beat whips. No. Yes. Now you got me wondering about that. We could, that'd be a weird duel. That duel exists. Dream Fighters TV. I forgot. Oh. Dream, that is a thing. Dream Fighters TV. Was that a show? No, it was a video game. Bomberman versus Simon <laughs> it's Belmont. Called, it's called Dream Fighters TV. Yeah, it's a video game. <laughs> yeah, it's not a TV show. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah, so you can. I love it. Bomberman versus Barbie versus Simon oh, a- Belmont versus Optimus Prime versus... Not Bunk. On the Gimme Cube. We should own the place. Master Higgins. In the PS2. So we could play this and actually figure out who is the... Who who will be the, the mascot. Who is the mascot. They fight it out. Assuming you can find it for an That's what happens. That, that, that's why there's that's why there's Smash Brothers now. That the company can't decide what the mascot to be. So they just put them all in a fighting game and they'll let you decide. Hey, it uh, works for me because Smash Bros. <laughs> is, is the jam. So I need to start unlocking characters years after the thing came out. All right, so title music, Bomberman World, Sony PlayStation. Classic, classic PlayStation music, Hirano Yamamoto. This was the title music from Bomberman World for the Sony PlayStation, composed by Hirano Yamamoto. Um, yeah, so I like that. So we've decided that he could still be the the face of Konami slash Hudson. It would be the entire Bomberman family now, though. It wouldn't just be Bomberman. Yeah, I guess there is no one Bomberman, right? There's like a whole Bomberman. It's the Bomberman team. The amazing Bomberman and the, and the man clan. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Bomberman and the Man Clan. I, I, hey, I'd watch it. But yeah, the Bomberman, Super Bomberman R, uh, I personally liked the characterizations they gave them. Very, fairly cookie cutter by the books characterizations, mind you. But it was nice to But they some- gave them to them. They were they were done well. And I was entertained. Mm. Like the one Bomberman was always sleepy. <laughs> like, oh, oh, we really have to go to work. I want to take you know. a nap. Now, in the... This is Turbo Graphics one, right? That you can play like sixteen people at a time. No, that was the Saturn. The Saturn. And you could control up to yeah, it was like sixteen or no, it was ten player Bomberman. Ten player. And so then, if you played that way, there was more than just Bomberman color characters, right? There was other characters in that game. Saturn Bomberman, yeah, you could be bom- a bunch of Hudson soft characters. Oh, okay, I was wondering because at some point you, you can be Twin B, right? That one I don't know that to be true, mm. but I know in Bomberman R. Which I should double check to make sure I got all the DLC for that. But you could, they gave away a bunch of like Konami characters. Like you'd be like um, Mimi and Naomi from Papa Music. You could oh, be Simon that's cool. Belmont. You could be Dracula. You could wow. be Vic Viper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. There's always the Vic Viper. And he's like the like the the ship 
as a person. With you arms. could be a girl from Tokimeki Memorial. Oh, that's there awesome. was a lot of random Bomberman characters they added. You could be Pyramid Head Bomber. Oh, I do remember this. I re- yeah, I remember seeing Pyramid Head playing against, like, yeah, against the Vic Viper. I'm thinking, like, wow, Bomberman got crazy. Yeah, but I actually loved that Bomberman game. At first, it was terrible because the controls were just kind of off. Like timing wise. Oh, interesting. But they took feedback seriously because people were really complaining. Like, this is the stupidest bar I mean, ever. A, they, it's a simple game. You need really strong like controls that respond. But they yeah. they took the feedback 100 percent seriously. They re, they revamped all the controls and they gave away a ton of free DLC. Oh, that's like nice. it was really nice. Like wow, they really turned this game around. I am glad I paid for Super Bomberman. I guess if you have enough if you have enough mascot characters in your game and it and it does poorly. Then like it reflects badly on everything, you know. You gotta fix it, or maybe someone in the studio was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it right. I'm, I'm gonna do it all right. I'm gonna super bomb them, man. I'm gonna super Madden bomb. <laughs> super Madden, baby. I'm a Madden bomb. All right, so it is now time for the part of the show when we play football in the bonus round. In the bonus round, we play. We play, we play bonus round. Extra quiz. God, I don't play one watch football. What is that? Extra extra point? I was actually about to say extra innings. Extra. uh, (laughs) Sudden death. I don't know. Wherever uh, football's uh, going. I think the coin flip is probably the most iconic part of of a football match. How do you know this show is hosted by two nerds? They don't know what happens when football goes into overtime. I grew up in. Which that may be what it is. I grew up in a football house, but that was many, many years ago. Um, anyway, so the bonus round is where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on the theme. And Pranav, what do you have? So this one was a particularly cool submission because if you, you've been following me on Facebook, you know that there was a moment like a week or two ago where I was up till three in the morning playing this game. <laughs> this is what reminded me that this game existed. And I was like, oh man, now I got to go back and play it. So I did. This came from listener Martyrus. This is... From the game Klonoa to Lunadia's Veil, vale, the game that has made a lot of people stupid money, and now they're angry because it's coming to the Switch. Um, this is the Curse Lee Arena Crimson Remix. And I'll get the composer in a minute, because apparently it's not... Oh, 
Welcome back. You are listening to the Cursed Lee Arena Crimson Remix from the game, or cover from the game, Klonoa 2, Lunatia's Veil, remixed by Crimson Scythe, um, and submitted by listener and friend Martyrus. And this is what Martyrus had to say about this track slash game slash mascot. This original track plays during the fifth boss fight with Cursed Lee Arena from Klonoa 2, Lunatia's Veil. To be simple, I picked this track simply because of the upcoming release of Klonoa, a Klonoa Fantasy Reverie, a remaster of both Klonoa 1, Door to Phantom Isle, and Klonoa 2, Lunatia's Veil. While I have never played either game when they first came out, this remaster offers me and anyone else a chance to play them. Also, I believe Klonoa, the title character, would make a good modern mascot for Bandai Namco Entertainment. Besides, if you look carefully at his hat, he pays homage to another mascot. I agree with you. I do believe Klonoa would make a fantastic mascot. I love Klonoa. I love Klonoa too. He's adorable. Like uh, when He's I got those what, cool ears. When this submission came through, I was I think I did an episode of SML. Then I was clearing up to go to bed, and I went and laid down. I was having trouble sleeping, having like you know rough night or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I got up in the bed at two in the morning. Went to the um, retro room, hooked up the PlayStation 2, and just broke out Klonoa 2 and started playing it. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about it at, at the house, right? Or, or somewhere we were talking about that game. I, was, I brought it, I talked about it I was here. I was like, yeah. yeah, this is what I did. But like, I was up to like four in the morning on a work night playing Klonoa 2, doing my favorite levels in the game. And of wow. course, I fought Lee Arena's cursed form because was the track that brought me into <laughs> thinking about it. So the game, I am genuinely happy that this remaster is coming out because... Like Martyrus said, the game sells for an absurd amount of money right now. Like, hmm. as I don't want to go too far. It might be like more like a, it's like a, maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty. But to me, that's still enough to be like oh, that's wow. kind of ridiculous for a PS2 game. Yeah, that's a lot. I wonder how much just the disc goes for. I just think that's all I have. No, you you don't have that game. Remember, I loaned it to you guys when Christy got hurt. Oh man, I thought that was our game. Oh no. I was playing that game. I swear we've talked about that before, and I just immediately forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because remember, because you, you were sure. saying it earlier, you said, because like, I didn't even notice, you said that apparently there's a, there's a held grudge because I played some of the safe fun. Yeah, at least that's what I remember. But who knows? I've, I've been forgetting a lot of things lately. So yeah, aging sucks. Yeah. But like Klonoa 2 is a lot of fun. Mm. The music is it's genuinely really, good. Like, really, really good. All, I, the, all the Klonoa games. I would answer. say that Curse Lee uh, Arena is probably, from the fan base, the most popular track in that game. But for me, I'm all about Mad Biskarsh, uh, the Vulcan Factory, and Volk City. Mm-hmm. Like those tracks. And of course, Curse Lee Arena too. And there's the track where you're snowboarding and they're like singing in a language that's made up. It's one of those things where you play it and they start singing, yeah. and you kind of cringe a little, but you can't deny the fact that it makes you happy. Yeah, it's like, you're like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing, but it makes me feel good. That's right. <laughs> I'm playing it in my own house. No yeah. one's here to judge me as a Klonoa surfboarding or snowboarding to think, my person. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. All right. So I, I have one picked out. I'm going to go with um, a normal game track, but a vocal game track. And we have two to pick from. I'm picking this one. <laughs> Frankly, Zappa said, oh, no, that's my game. No, that's my it game. <laughs> um, this is from River City Girls, again from Martyrus. Uh, this is composed by Megan McDuffie, vocals by Megan McDuffie. The track is Bully. Let's listen. 
That was Bully from River City Girls, composed by Megan McDuffie. Vocals by Megan McDuffie. Um, really, really cool soundtrack on River City Girls. I really like that, so that's why I wanted to pick it. Uh, Martiris says, This track, I believe, plays in the first area you begin at the pool, a delightful beat-em-up in the footsteps of River City Ransom and other Kunio Kun games. River City Girls picks up where River City Ransom left off, this time with Misaka and Kyoko, girlfriends of Kunio and Riki, fighting through the streets to rescue their respective boyfriends. Personally, I believe uh, the Kunio Kun series could use an update to their mascot by including the girls with the boys. Of course, I could be wrong, so correct me. Um, Honestly, I don't. I, I don't think you could be wrong. Well, I, well, I don't know. I wouldn't say it picks up after River City Rest. The only thing I can think of, because other than that, he's uh, he's perfectly right. Oh, anyway, I think it's just a random game. Yeah, it just picks it picks up. It picks up after. If but you, if you play River City Ransom, pick it up. More of that, but. I think I want to say that Way Forward has definitely been leaning on this. Like, so Martyrus is pretty yeah. on point well, I, because I, their current mascot Shantae. is Shantae. Yeah, but they have definitely been leaning on putting Kyoko and Misako in more like like merchandise and like advertisements. Yeah, when like, I get hey. yeah when I get Way Forward ads, I, I see much less Shantae and more of the River City Girls, which is cool. Yeah, because yeah. like, it became a really popular franchise. And they wisely capitalized on it. That's why we they ended up doing River City Girls Zero, which was like a port of an old SNES game that we never got. Yeah. And I think the sequel is supposed to drop this year sometime. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I I look forward to playing the original after the new one comes out. <laughs> <laughs> so for more information on the bonus round part of our show, please go to rhythmandpixels.com where we'll have links to the artists, band camps, and sound clouds. And and everywhere where you can go and buy the music and stream the music and support these artists. Thanks for joining us on episode thirty-three dash one. This is the start of our new season. I mean, we're the start of the next 10 episodes. Of <laughs> Welcome to World 33! Of Rhythm and Pixels. Modern More mushrooms. Modern mascots. Or John Madden. <laughs> Lots of Madden. I genuinely apologize for this topic, throwing people nah, off right. kilter. Like, that's, that's, that's what our show... It's like it's what you did to our listeners, what we do to each other. Where we come up with a weird topic, and then we, we go home and we think about it, and we come back and we were, had completely different ideas of what the topic <laughs> might, was supposed to be about. Like, here's the topic, guys. Yeah, exactly. But, like, yeah, but that, that is a good point that Rob put out. You guys got a taste for where I put Rob through every week. Um, but it's, I just, I, I think, I feel like mas- mascot characters are a large part of what made gaming in the 90s and 80s what it was. Uh, because despite the fact that we live in an age now where games are plentiful, Mm-hmm. Um, cheap games even like it was harder to get bargain bin games back then. Now you can get games for like a dollar. Yeah, um, free to play games at that. Um, the atmosphere just isn't what it was. The vibe, the hype vibe, isn't what it was. Also, the internet is a large part of that too. The internet kind of, I think, personally, I think it kind of hindered it a little bit because it made everything so accessible. You didn't have to wait a month for news. Um, but it's. It's not. We can't have that era back anymore. It's gone. But I love looking back fondly on it and picturing what made it special aside from the fact that I was like in my single-digit years mm-hmm. up until my early, my early teens. And the answers 
are plentiful, but one of the main ones is Mascot Wars. Being say, Saying Mario's better than Sonic, or Sega's better than Nintendo, or TurboGrafx is better than all of them in your face! Um, but <laughs> that's just how it was. You know, That's an era that we can't really get back anymore. So I was like, maybe we can have a taste of that on this episode, talking about the mascot thing. And see people like, oh yeah, man, Bonk could totally beat Master Chief. I don't know, something. Yeah, I could see that. Bonk, Bonk could do that. He would eat some weird meat, turn him into a dinosaur, and he would bite off Master Chief's head. He'd bite the helmet right off his but dumb Master body. But Master Chief would just have a gun. <laughs> He'd just shoot him as a dinosaur. <sighs> Ineffective. Oh, I see. Dinosaur has anti-Master Chief bullet oh. uh, protective scales. <laughs> <laughs> well, problem solved. Pro- but- I, I'm, a, I'm a writer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a creative. Give this guy a job. <laughs> Somebody. Writer's Guild. Hook him up. <laughs> but I think next next one, like I said, the talk seems to be, we'll probably hammer it home for good in the next week or so, but based on the chat, it's looking like it'll probably be summertime kickoff slash sunny games. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, a, a kickoff to summer, I think. It's the summer kickoff. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's a football. Another football record. Christ! If you bring a Madden track to the summer kickoff, some football's even a summer sport. Play exclusively Madden music next week. Oh Christ! What would the topic be for that Madden? No, <laughs> <laughs> Madden for you, and I'm just playing angry, <laughs> angry uh, games. Rob, uh, I thought this was the kickoff episode, the, the football kickoff episode. He said, "No, it's summer kickoff, Rob." Ball in, kickoff. <laughs> That's okay. So now I'm gonna listen to that Cornelius track. Ball in, kickoff. It's the whole track. It's just a guy going ball in, kickoff. Uh, but it's really good. Uh, anyway, I'm rambling about things that one doesn't understand. Uh, but yeah, we'll be doing that hopefully for this Discord or this uh, this episode. Patreon episode. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, and to everyone that joined us today on the live chat, we yes, greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for taking the time out, even just popping in and out, even if you weren't here for for the whole episode. We we really appreciate you just coming in and saying hello and joking around with us. Oh yeah, because honestly, I feel like this is one of my I love the Patreon episodes even I end up showing up here all gross and sweaty like oh I was going to see me stay oh come on that's nothing new I was going to see it but it's just nice like it's, it's like the closer we get to like direct well discord I don't think is the same because mm-hmm. this scenario we're half visible like it's more on the fly interaction yeah you but, see everything in between oh yeah. yeah like I feel like this is probably the closest we get to interacting with listeners I enjoy it very yeah, much. The, the direct interaction, which I really appreciate. If you want more direct interaction or even more direct, uh, come to Too Many Games on June 25th. We'll be there at 6.30 doing our panel show, but we'll probably be there all day long anyway. I'm not planning on going up there early. Oh, I'm shopping, baby. Yeah. Or when I say shopping, I mean I go up to the retro booths, seeing how much the games <laughs> cost, and go, wow, my game is worth how much now? Glad I'll, I don't have to buy it again. I'll probably, be, I'll probably be looking for cool artwork is what I'll be doing, you know, from like, like – you know, people doing their own thing. Oh, yeah. yeah I like that a lot. Yeah. And then, yeah, checking out the other bands. I'm probably listening to a lot of the music. So catch us there. If you are in the area, we'd really love to see you. Um, but anyway, this is the end of our show. So if you want to say hello to us, not in person, if uh, you want to send us a track suggestion or a topic suggestion or even just say hello, please send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. We read everything. We may not respond to everything, but we do get all of our we do read all of the emails, and we really appreciate everything um, that people say about us because it's all been nice. So thank you so much for that. Um, if you want a full track listing from this episode and access to all of our episodes, 
please go to the website, redmondpixels.com. Um, at the top of the website is a link to our Discord server that we just talked about. So you can check that out there. We also have a, a YouTube radio station um, that plays uh, 16-bit and 8-bit classics uh, all day long. It's at youtube.com slash rhythmandpixels. So you can check that out. And if you want to support the show, the best thing you can do is to tell people about it. Or you can just click the subscribe button on, on whatever platform you're listening on. Spell the show out in balloons and release them into the sky. Love that idea. Or or you can rent one of those like those flyers that fly behind a plane. Oh, Skyplane. Skyplane. Skyplane? Yeah, Skyplane. <laughs> Redundancy. <laughs> Skyplane Zone. <laughs> is that what it was called? Skyplane Zone? How about Sonic it? I think that is a Sonic Zone for the second game. Sky. Sky Chase Zone. Sky Chase. Sky, Skyplane. <laughs> Sky please. Catch me in my sky plate. Uh, you can also go to uh, support us on Patreon. We, we It's really helpful to support us on Patreon. Again, you get, just like I talked about at the beginning of the episode, um, you get access to cool stuff like uh, this monthly live show that we do. There's additional content, prequel episodes that we've done in, in the past. And there um, there's some cool merchandise that you can get through Patreon, only through Patreon, such as stickers and mugs and exclusive T-shirts. So you can all you can get all that there. Just check it out at Patreon.com/RhythmAndPixels. And we also like to thank all of our Patreon members who are at the highest uh, tiers of our Patreon at the end of every episode. And if I can just click the button correctly, it will do it for me. So I'd like to thank first a huge, huge thank you to Brooke. And a huge, huge thank you to Frankly Zappa, both of you. Aces. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you very, very much for supporting our show. We want to thank the number one. Number one. Again, no names. Number one. Uh, GameFan44, thank you so much. Mike Myers, Alf Person, Fashion8060, thank you all very, very much. Alex Messenger, The Messenger, host of AVGM Journey. Um, a fantastic VGM podcast. They've, uh, he's getting into board games. He's getting into board games. He found betrayal at House on the Hill, and now the addiction uh, is setting he's in. On a, yeah, he's on a slippery slope to bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, great, great podcast. They had just celebrated their 100th episode, so check that out. Uh, Andreas Milberg, Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, Carlos Kung Fu Carlito of the Heroes 3 podcast, a podcast devoted to uh, Asian cinema and kung fu movies. I want to thank Chris Dienerson, Chris Wisner, a.k.a. Musashi219. The wise guy? I thought you were like, what? The wise guy. The wise guy. Uh, Christopher Senstrom, Chuck Kowalski, Davey Cakes, David Taylor, Enchilada Regol, Harold Howard, Triple Jeff. I'm just calling him Triple Jeff. Try Jeff. Try Jeff. Uh, Justin Schneider from XVGM Radio, and another fantastic uh, VGM podcast he co-hosts with Mike Levy. Uh, Keith Shutt. <laughs> Levy? No, you got it. I got it right. Hey. Thank you. Thank you very much, Justin Bieber. Um, <laughs> I want to thank Mart- yeah. Martyrus. Martyrus, yes. Host of the ReVGM podcast, a podcast devoted to... Uh, um, Remixes, covers, and arrangements. Love that. And I thank uh, Dr. Michael Bridgewater from the um, the Forever Sound Version podcast, but mainly in, this, in the Commodore 64 demo scene. Thank you very much, Michael. Uh, Rage Cage, host of the VG Emporium podcast. All, all the merchandise you can get on clearance or <laughs> on new shelf pristine prices. That should be um, that should be a topic on his show. It's just clearance bin games. If you're listening to this, please do that. <laughs> like I am, I'm in, I'm legit <laughs> curious about what you'd consider to be clearance bin games. Well, you walk into the VG Emporium and he's got like the dollar bin. The like no one's bin. buying these yeah, tracks. Exactly. No one's buying these tracks. 
So, um, yes, thank you very much, Rage Gage. Reinhard Zolkova, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, Taco, and Ed Wilson of the VG Embassy. The reason why I was off, because for some reason I got memories of a, of a patron that we had years ago mm-hmm. whose name stood out. I was like, that Nick Walker. I don't know when he stopped, but for some reason my brain was like, I wonder how he's doing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, you, you can keep supporting or not keep supporting. You know, it's it's however you want to do it. We always appreciate we it. We still appreciate it. But we remember the names. We remember the names. Yeah. And the names stick out to us. So um, thank you. Thanks, everybody, very, very much. Um, all of you and many more who are who are supporting this little podcast of ours. Um, so uh, summer games will be or, or, or kick off the summer will be our next summer kickoff will be our next sunny game that'll be our next patreon episode mm-hmm. so then next week we'll be doing something different let's write it on paper so we don't forget this time. yeah because i will not remember starting now um all right so yeah that's the end of the show um rhythm and pixels my name is rob nichols and i'm pernell have a great week and remember Sometimes being the what is it that makes a mascot what a mascot is? Usually it's about the idea of like embodying a product or just sticking out like a sore thumb. But for me, a lot of times it's just something that you want to recall, something that makes you happy. Hey, this is a character that makes me feel good about thinking about this company. So in some respects, I feel like it never hurts to kind of feel like being more like a mascot of sorts, like. The person that your friends are like, hey, that's a guy I can remember. He sticks out to me or she sticks out to me. This person is special to me. They're great to have around, whatever. I don't know. The mascot of your social circle. (laughs) It feels weird to even make that statement, but thinking about it, it does exist. Even if you don't call them that, people have mascots in their friend circles. The ones that stick out when everyone's like, oh, yes, he's the the guy. He's the loud one. He's the one. He's the loud one. Um, Sometimes, hey. Look out for, like, try to become that person. Be that person. If you're not that person, it's not a big deal. Just, but at that point, it might be funny just to picture who would be the mascot of your friend's circle. <laughs> because it's just a funny thought. I don't know. It's less of an end remember, just a passing thought ahead. I like that, though. Think about that. Think think on this. Think on that. Who would be the mascot of your friend's circle? Are you the mascot of your friend's circle? Are you? Are you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.